And yes, we'll have that conversation with former Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick coming up at 8.05. Uh, something that, uh, a nice uh, score for uh, Lloyd yeah. Jackson. Thanks for bringing him in. Yeah, uh, we, we've talked. He wants to come in and, and speak, and he said he wanted to come in and sit down with us. Yeah, and you know, there are people out there saying, you know, is this conversion authentic? It's almost cliche. You know, a guy mm-hmm. goes to prison for corruption, finds Jesus, and everything's all better. That's right. And there's well, folks saying this, there's, there's, he's, he'll, he'll be, he's, he's willing, to, he's willing to, to, to face that. And I, I, I'm anxious to hear from him. Uh, one of the, you know, the, 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 the saddest thing about Kwame's story is one of the great political talents I've ever seen in the state of Michigan. Absolutely. He had just immense political skills and great potential. We'll be talking with him. I, I'm going to be participating in a, in a really interesting panel coming up uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, thanks to the Greater Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce. It's the Mish Auto Summit 2023. Glenn Stevens is here, the executive director for Mish Auto and vice president of automotive and mobility initiatives for the chamber. Glenn, good morning. Jamie, Lloyd, Guy, good morning. How are you? We're, we're great. Right. I, we're good. I haven't checked my Twitter feed to see if you've put up a lovely sunrise picture or sunset picture. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Glenn actually works for Pure Michigan. Um, he, <laughs> he just puts up the most amazing pictures on Twitter. Um, it, as we look at this, this is an amazing time to talk about the future of the automotive industry, as we saw in the, the headlines everywhere. Sean Fain is going to do stand-up 2.0. These are interesting times. There's no question. There's a, a, a lot of dynamics in the industry right now. Um, and you know, uh, there are going to be some great panels as part of, the, as, part of this as well. One of them, uh, the culture of talent. Talk about what that panel is about. Right. So we've, we've got really four themes that we're pursuing here uh, for our event. And really what we're looking at is what are the major impact issues for Detroit, for Michigan and our industry? And they are AI, electrification, uh, manufacturing and labor, and tech talent. And so we've got two panels, one on the culture of talent, and one we've got as part of our U-Drive campaign, which is two of our young professionals here in Michigan, to hear from them about why they are building careers in Michigan, why they want to live here, and why they want to work in our auto and mobility industry. So it's going to be a good day. Uh, There's going to be the Labor, Manufacturing, and Michigan's Future panel. Patrick Anderson has been on our air talking about how much this strike costs the automakers, but then GM came out and said, we'll be okay. So it's it's interesting uh, moving forward, is it not, Glenn? It is, and Guy's got that. uh, That's going to be a lively discussion uh, with Patrick, uh, Michelle Krebs from Cox Automotive, and then uh, Professor Masters from Wayne State. And they'll close out the day, and it will be a dynamic conversation. But you're right. They've come out. They've pegged the, the negotiations or the, the what's chicken out, Ford at $8.8 billion and GM at $9.3 billion as cost to those contracts to their companies. But they have said they're going to mitigate it. But that means things are going to change. Right. There is a cost to that, and we've seen that. They said they, they could trim a half billion dollars in one quarter and the next, but people are losing their jobs at the tech center and elsewhere on the salaried side. Well, and I think that's the thing we need to guard against. Look, we all went through some pretty tenuous times with the strike, and nobody would argue that that you know labor needed an increase. And labor and, and, and management in these companies built the state, so we have to have them work together, but they have to be competitive. And so when we look at manufacturing, they have to be efficient, but we also look at you know the design and engineering. Those are important jobs here, and we have to protect and maintain those jobs here in Michigan, too. Yeah. I'm eager to hear what Michelle has to say about how this is going to impact the, the product mix going forward, because we've already seen them 
kind of retrench on EVs. Interesting story out of Axios that came out on Friday. And I got to tell you, Glenn, I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't more buzz about this. The Treasury Department came out and said, look, if your EV has minerals and materials produced in China, it simply will not qualify for the $7,500 incentive. Do we know yet how many uh, automakers can, can make it over this now higher bar? Well, they're all looking at where, where what will qualify and won't not won't. Um, that'll come out. But yeah, this is pretty significant. I mean, this is really what Senator Manchin was looking when the IRA was put together. But in 2024, um, your EVs must not, they may not have any battery components made in what are called foreign entities of concern. And that's typically China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea, but in this case, really focused on China because 77% of the battery components come from China. So in 2025, that will include the minerals. So in 2024 and 25, EVs made with those materials and battery components from those entities of concern will not be eligible for the $7,500 credit. So what does that mean for automakers that are working with Goshen up in Mid Rapids or with CATL and Marshall with their intellectual property? It's not minerals per se, but it is still Chinese content. Uh, the way I understand it, that uh, no more than 25% of, for example, a joint venture uh, or a foreign-owned uh, company can be okay. operating in the United States can be owned by one of those entities. So I'm not clear on on Goshen, but I would say that the Marshall plant would definitely meet that threshold. But it is going to there's going to be a lot of shakeout. The most important thing, though, is that we need to control our own supply chain and create sure. those jobs and do that mining here as much as possible in our own country. That takes time. Glenn, uh, getting back to the uh, the summit, uh, how will AI play a part in, this, in the summit? Well, and that's our first keynote, and Jonathan Prantner from One Magnify. We asked him, because there's so much swirling around AI right now, we asked him really to break it down for us, to show us where it's at in the industry and really what AI means. And I've seen his his presentation and talked to him and gotten to know him, I, I think it's going to be very interesting because this is a force that's going to change everything from the shop floor all the way to design and engineering and the consumer's ability uh, to interface with the market too. So it's a big part of the, the event tomorrow. Another big part is mobility and sort of where that's going in the future, correct? It is. Um, when we kind of first started using this word, we were looking at really four technologies, automated, electrified, connected, and shared technologies. Uh, autonomous and automated has kind of taken a back seat right now, but electrification is at the forefront. And we asked two analysts, John McElroy, who you know well, and uh, Joe McCabe, to really break down what's going on in this mobility space with regards to EVs. And that'll be an interesting conversation, too. Do we know uh, I mean, this this retrenching that we're seeing, this kind of a contraction or a postponing, what does that mean for the big investments that the state has made, either through the SOAR fund or through its its predecessors, Glenn? It, it just seems like the, the dividends may be smaller and also delayed. Well, what the state has done, and, and we listen, we've all been working on this together, is the right thing. Um, electrification is happening. The adoption of it due to the factors that you guys talk about quite frequently mm -hmm. is, is going to be slower than expected, but it is happening. And we have 12 assembly plants here in Michigan. So making sure that we have a supply chain around them 
as they slowly move towards electrification, that's essential to our economy, as is the R&D when it comes to the battery manufacturing that goes with it, too. So what the state is doing and, you know, the MEDC and the governor's office, it is the right thing. It's just happening a lot slower than people probably prognosticated not that long ago. Right. But it begs the question about whether or not that level of investment can be justified or and, and how easily it can be adjusted as these plans change. Well, it it can be justified because we need it. But you're right about the levels and the amount. One thing we do know, and this is what we're going to talk about at the summit, is innovation and our digital talent and our ability to be able to operate right. in really this digital economy is really important. So the investments in innovation and our tech talent is really what we're focused on for the future and the growth of Michigan. We look forward to it. We love the partnership between WJR and the Detroit Regional Chamber, Glenn, and I'm pleased to be a part of it. And, and do we have seats that need filling? Is there still some uh, folks that can register? We do. We're, ha- we're going to have a very full house, but we do have room. And you can go to mishauto.org to register. It's from 11 to 4 at One Campus Marshes tomorrow. And we're going to have a great conversation about where Michigan's at in our mobility industry and where it's going. I promise to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> great. We'll see right. you tomorrow, guys. Glenn, it's always good to talk with you. A lot of really uh, profound topics that will be addressed tomorrow. We invite you to attend if you've uh, got an opening in your schedule tomorrow.